good morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm excited about Jesus. I hope you're excited about Jesus like I am this morning. I bet you are. Amen. Glory to God, because I bet you realize that without Jesus, we don't have salvation. Without Jesus, we don't have a life. Without Jesus, we just have what we can do in our own strength and our own power. But glory to God, we now have a life where we're empowered. The scripture says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Thank you, Jesus. Well, welcome this morning to Word Alive with Ministries. I'm so glad that you all are able to join us. I'm, I'm so thankful for our church family. Bless God. Hallelujah. We just love you all. We appreciate you all. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you. It's just so awesome to watch how during this time, this pandemic, each of you are growing up spiritually, continually yeah. growing. Yeah. That um, And like we always say, that as we stay in God's Word, and when as we as God reveals Himself to us and reveals His Word to us, we will never, ever remain the same. Glory to God! We're constantly being transformed yeah. into the image of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, boy, I tell you that is so awesome. Boy, right now, uh, this morning, and I want to welcome everybody out in Facebook uh, world, wherever you are out there, and all yeah. friends and family and and our church family, our natural family, and just whoever you are, yes. thank you for watching and listening this morning. And we just believe that you're going to be blessed because we know we're going to be blessed because the Holy Spirit, Jesus is going to do the blessing through the Holy Spirit, through His Word. And His Word today, we believe, will be sown into our hearts. And uh, it's just, I'm just so excited about that. Well, I'm going to talk about this morning, I'm going to begin to share about harmonizing about harmonizing with God's Word. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to start in Matthew uh, chapter 6 and verse 27. And I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to read this. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? My, my, my. That says a lot right there. Uh, and why take you thought for raiment or for clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Amen. Oh, what an awesome God we have. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. My, he says, to them, oh, you of little faith. He said, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whither shall we be clothed? Mm. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Yes. This, this is, you see, this is what people, natural people see. Things, 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 things. Hallelujah. But we have all things. Well, let's just keep going. Yeah. And he says, uh, in verse 33, he says, Oh, no, verse, let me go back to verse uh, 32. For all, after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father, he calls himself our heavenly Father. Our heavenly Father, your heavenly Father, knows that you have need of all these things. But, he says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So God wants us to seek first 
the kingdom of God so that all these things shall be added unto us. Amen. All the things, the things that we want. He wants us to have good things. He wants to have the things we need. He wants us to have the things we want. He wants us to have the things that he's provided uh, for us through the death, burial, and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. He wants to see us to understand that Jesus Christ, the righteous, is our righteousness. Glory, glory. And that we're in his kingdom and we're his children. Bless God. Hallelujah. So God wants us to begin to harmonize God wants us to harmonize with his word. What does it mean to harmonize? It means to bring into harmony. Yes. Or in accord with, or in agreement with. Yes. He wants us to be uh, in accord with his word and, and to agree with his word, to harmonize uh, one's view with the new situation. Okay. He wants us to harmonize uh, our view, or our view with the with, with the new situation. What is the new situation? That through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. we've come to the family of God, and now we're in the kingdom of God, and we seek the things of the kingdom of God, so that everything that God wants to be added unto us should be added unto us. All right. Mm -hmm. And there's a and once you harmonize, and once you uh, harmonize with this word, it means you're in agreement in your actions and on in your soul. Amen. It harmonized. Amen. And God called the firmament heaven, and in the evening, the morning, and the morning were the second day. Amen. 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 Glory to God. And God said, Let the waters uh, under the heaven be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear and it was so. <laughs> Excuse me one second. Alright, thank you. Alright. And it was so. Alright. And the earth brought forth grass and the herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree, the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind and God saw that it was good. God saw that everything that that he that he wanted that it was good. It harmonized. Amen. The same way it was in agreement with what he what, what he said. And God wants us to be in agreement with His word. So my point as I go on, as you see where it says it was so, and God saw that it was good, is that all of creation throughout those six days that He was creating this earth. And creating and you know and bringing life to everything, he saw that it harmonized with his plan or what he said. God wants you and I to harmonize with his plan, to be in harmony with his plan, with his word, with the reality of his word, with what he has provided, the new life that he has provided for us in his son. A redemptive life, an empowered life. A life of righteousness. No, not that we were righteous, but we became righteous with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It's the righteousness of God which is found in His Son, Jesus Christ. And where, where are we found? We are found in His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So now, how do we come into harmony with God's Word? See, 
See, the way to change, and remember what we said in the beginning. It says, I talked about uh, being in harmony, or bringing, uh, being in harmony is being on one accord and being in agreement with Him, and to harmonize my view with a new situation. Remember, uh, the scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away, and all things have become new. So it is a new situation that we begin to harmonize with. So the way to change uh, is to see differently. It's to see differently. You see, bringing about change is not as difficult as it may seem. It all revolves around repentance. To repent, repentance. And what is repentance? Repentance literally means a change of mind. So if my mind is to be changed, it should be coming into what? Harmony with God's word, with his reality. Amen? So that's what repentance is. What you change your mind from is not nearly as important as what you change your mind to. See, what you're changing your mind from is an old way of doing things, an old way of, of, of or you're changing your mind from a, something that was against you. And so your mind is being changed to uh, it's harmonizing something that is good for you. Something that brings you all spiritual blessings. As Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, isn't that exciting? So repentance deals with, uh, with what you start believing. Not with what you stop doing. You know, also often when we hear, you need to repent, we're telling people they need to stop doing something. Well, just think about that for a minute. What sense does that really make to a believer or an unbeliever? Because if it was that easy, we wouldn't have needed a Savior. We would have been able to fulfill the law. To obey the law. So, once again, repentance deals with what you start believing, not with what you stop doing. Your doing, well now, when you, re when you come into real repentance, your doing will now be controlled by your believing. Glory to God. Why? Because you're coming into harmony with God's word. Your mind is being changed and you're being, you're coming into harmony uh, with God's word. All right, just think about it. Look at it. Let's go over to Romans tra chapter uh, 12. So in Romans chapter 12. I, I absolutely love this. We're going to start at um, verse 1. And in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you, I urge you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself 
a living sacrifice. Lord, do and have your way. Be anything you want. Move, live, have your being on the inside of me. That you present your body, bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable, reasonable service, or you can say you're reasonable after worship. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed. How are you transformed? By the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove or experience what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In other words, when your mind is being renewed, your mind begins to come into harmony with the truth and the reality of God's Word. So, naturally, you're going to experience life change. You see, so many of us think that, you know, you know, we'll just get saved and you don't have to change. Well, you can get saved and you can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You get your brains beat out for the rest of your life on this earth. Why? Because you haven't come into harmony with the reality of God's Word. When you come into harmony, fruit is produced. And you'll have fruit in your life. What kind of fruit? God's fruit. Heavenly fruit. You'll, you'll appear to be an heir. And a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited about this. So, so, so I, I want to harmonize with the reality of God's Word. I want to be controlled. Uh, I want my doing to be controlled by my believing. Amen? Yes. When you change your believing, your doing will become effortless. It will become, it, you will change effortlessly. So you start by accepting the fact, and this is so critical, you start by accepting the fact that you are righteous in Jesus Christ. Let me tell you a story. All right, uh, there was a man, some of you know about him, his name is E.W. Kenyon, the man of God, a powerful man of God. And uh, one day his daughter was being interviewed with, uh, well, another minister, uh, uh, Minister Pastor Kenneth Hagen, or, or he was a prophet. And uh, he, was being, he was being interviewed, and he said that E.W. Kenyon's daughter had told him that for 40 years, his dad had not, her dad had not been saved. Okay, and then for 30 years, nobody in that church had been sick. Now, okay, I know in the natural, it's hard for you to believe that. I just can't believe that. But what did he teach? He has the most awesome book. There's the most awesome book that he's written about righteousness. I encourage everybody to get that book and read it and put, and put it up next to the Bible and get some understanding about how important it is for you to understand what it means to be righteous, to become righteous through Jesus Christ, not with your own righteousness, but you've been made righteous with the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, with the righteousness of Christ. And you know the awesome thing about, I mean, I don't think there's a Sunday that goes by or a Wednesday night when we have our Bible study that I, that I don't mention that because that is a critical factor. Yeah. You start by accepting the fact that you are righteous in Jesus. Yeah. All right? 
what you should meditate on. This is what you should be confessing with your mouth. You should remind, of, 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 remind yourself of it regularly because I am righteous through Jesus. I accept that God loves me and he accepts me. What a great place to start. That he loves me and he accepts me. Hallelujah. You and I don't know, uh, you and I don't know how to do anything. Uh, there's nothing we can do to be accepted by God in our own. We don't, we, there's nothing we can do to be accepted by God when it comes to our actions. You know, so many of us, we hear, well, we just, we weren't worthy. We aren't worthy. In God's eyes, we were because he sent Jesus. But we just weren't worthy. But it was something that we couldn't earn. There's nothing that we could do to earn it. But if we know and understand it, that Jesus is our righteousness, we can start from that position right there. That Jesus has been made my righteous, righteousness. I am righteous. We said this before. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. Jesus is the righteous and we are the branches of righteousness. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Unless you believe you're righteous, you're going to be limited to what you can do in your own strength. Let's look at Romans chapter 5 and verse 21. Romans 5 and, uh, hold on one second, and verse 21. Okay, verse 21 says here, that sin has reigned unto death, even, even so might grace, 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 God's ability, Reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God. So righteousness, uh, uh, grace reigns through righteousness. God's ability reigns in your body through so you knowing and understanding that you've been made righteous with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Amen. And unless you believe you're righteous, you're going to be limited to your own ability. If you believe you're righteous, God's ability is going to come forth and it's going to work in you. And after you decide what you, uh, you know, and, and then you can decide what you want in life. Provided for you through Jesus Christ. All of your asking is going to dif be different. Your expectation is going to be different because you understand, well, I'm righteous. My mind's being renewed. I'm repenting. You know, one thing about repentance, we talk about having to change your mind. We're repenting every day. The more you uh, absorb of God's word, it's going to bring change in your life. Your mind's going to be changed. You're being transformed into the image of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You're destined for constant victory. And when fiery darts come your way, they'll all be quenched. You know, I love that. People say, well, you know things are going to come your way, and you know you're going to get hit with this, and you're going to hit with that. Well, yeah, but it says that, that he quenches uh, all the fiery darts of the enemy. All, not some, all of the fiery darts of the enemy. I thank God that all the fiery darts are, uh, are quenched. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I use the word of God, I bring the spirit into play. Hallelujah. 
When I harmonize with his word, when I speak his word and I begin to harmonize with his word, you see, this is the mindset. This is the repentance that we need. To have a change of mind and to begin to see things and to begin to harmonize in our heart with what God's word says. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that awesome? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This is so awesome. The greatest way to affect our hearts about about sinful beliefs and behavior is to make it plain to ourselves, is to look at the things that he's bringing hurt in our lives. It's to look at the things that we've done in our lives. And, and I'm not telling you to dwell on the past, but what I'm telling you is to beware of the things that, would, that are set against you, that would hurt you, is to beware of those things and to get a change of mind. To match those things with the Word of God, the truth and the reality of God's Word. Things that you're living in, not things that you did in the past. I'm talking about things that affect you today. Things that can bring you hurt and harm. Amen? Does that make sense? You got you, Remember now, every pain in your life today is a result of something you believe is something you're doing. In most cases. Now, people have done things to you, and I understand that, but I'm talking about with you, what you actually can control, what you, you know. All right? So, but since we are righteous, we should never approach change from the perspective of right and wrong. Think about that. We should never approach changing or change, real change, from the perspective of right and wrong. Why? Because, like I said earlier, because making uh, decisions based upon right and wrong, it will deceive you. And it will always lead you to destruction. Now, I can make a major point about the church right now that we see in America today. Making decisions based on right and wrong. Rather than making decisions based on the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You see, that will blind you. You'll not be able to see. You can never see a counterfeit when it comes your way. You will never see the freedom that you have in Christ Jesus. You will never value the preaching of the gospel the way that you should. Because when the scripture says, remember the scripture says, uh, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes, to the Jew first and to the Greek. For therein, in the righteousness, uh, I'm sorry, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. And it says, the just shall live by faith. So we live by faith, not by doing. And the more you're trying to do, the more you're judging people according to right and wrong, the bigger the trap it is for you to fall into. Because if it was about right and wrong, then once again, then we're doomed from the get-go. All of us. But it's about righteousness. It's about Jesus being made our righteousness. It's about, it's about us harmonizing with the truth and the reality 
of God's word. It's about what Jesus has done. You know, um, Pastor Presley and I were talking the other day, you know, first of all, I was so, I'm, I'm sure most of you all were so blessed by, by the anointed message that God gave her to preach to us all last week. I, I was so blessed by that and so thankful for this woman of God. And, uh, and I love having conversations with her. We were having this conversation and we were talking about, um, um, we were talking about Jesus. Oh, we were talking about, and she made this statement. She says, any message that doesn't include Jesus is just really not a message. That's basically what we were saying. I'm paraphrasing, I think. But anyway, every, all of the gospel, everything we preach, Jesus should always be included because it starts with us being in him. Your faith, it should be based on you being in Christ Jesus and his finished work. Oh, glory to God. It should never be about right and wrong. It should always be about being the righteousness of God. Why? Because now you're going to see from a whole entirely different perspective. Now you're seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's the only thing that brings brings change. That's the only thing that brings blessing. Amen? Amen. But making decisions, once again, based on what is right and wrong, can deceive us and it will lead us, once again, down the path of deceit, uh, uh, deception, and destruction. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and we're going to look at 12. Okay, and Paul says here, he says, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be bought under the power of any. So that means we've been freed from the law. Okay, the, the law cannot bound, bind us anymore because all things are lawful for us because we're free in Christ Jesus. But I like what he says here. But they're not expedient, meaning that they're not profitable for me. They're not suitable, or they're not helpful to me, or they're not beneficial to me. They will bring harm to me. But he said he won't be bought under the power of anything. Why? Because he understands who he is. And even though these things are awful, in other words, he won't be judged by them. He's not going to let them bring him down. He's not going to let them bring defeat in his life when he's already been made a victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If we've been free from the law, then we are righteous. And we don't make decisions based on what will make us righteous by the law. We are righteous by Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. If I realize that sin is what's bringing pain in my life, if I realize that truth is the source of all my fulfillment and joy, if I realize that I have it within me to experience the good things of God, by my decision making, by what decisions I make. Okay, because what? I've repented. I have the mind of Christ. Then I will uh, make my decisions based on a, a totally different motive base. 
It's all based on me being righteous or being in the kingdom of God and understanding that I've been blessed, that I'm, I walk in his blessing, that he's provided for me victory. What, is that, what does it mean to be blessed at all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? What does Psalms, the 23rd Psalm says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He made me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leaded me to, uh, in the paths of righteousness. Amen. What does that all mean? If I realize sins bring me down, then I need to check, I need to renew my mind. I need to harmonize with God's word, with what Jesus has done for me. Amen? Amen. I hope it's making sense to you this morning. I realize that I have, I have it within me to experience the good things. I realize that, uh, that, um, what I choose to believe affects the quality of my life. What I choose to believe, not just what I do, it's what I believe. Thank God for his grace, for his ability, his strength, and his capacity. Thank God that he always causes us to triumph. His word says that he always causes us to triumph. I'm so thankful that he loves me and that he's prepared for me, that this word that he's given us is, is, is our daily bread to help us to walk in our, and to repent, constantly repent, constantly have a change of mind, constantly begin to see things the way that God sees them, constantly to live out the life, this uh, kingdom life in this earth, constantly reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Constantly walking in abundance of grace and in the gift of righteousness. These things have been made alive to me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And they're for you and they're for me for us to be victorious. And like I said, uh, and let's go look at it in Ephesians chapter 6 really quick here. Uh, in Ephesians check, uh, 6 um, and we'll look at verse... I'll just talk about the armor of God here just for a second, but there's a few things I want to point out. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the plans, schemes, and strategies. And it talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. See, this is when you understand kingdom, that you're in the kingdom of God. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. And he says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand, to withstand, in the evil day, having done all to stand. If I'm still standing in the evil day, when things are coming my way, I'm, that's pretty awesome. And it says, stand therefore and having your loins girded about with truth. Thank God for the truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Having my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Peace, rather. Peace, peace, peace. Above all, taking, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all. All of the fiery darts of the wicked. All of the evil that would come your way. Everything. It didn't say some. It said all. Why? Because I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It said that, let me read it again. And above all, taking the shield of faith. What do you have your faith in? Where is your faith? It is in your ability or is it in 
what Jesus Christ has done is, is it in the grace of God, the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, the abundance of his ability and strength and his capacity in you and working in you, or is it in yourself? No. Quench all, where's your faith? Wherewith you shall be able to, to quench all. As, as one minister says, all means what? All. All the fiery darts of the wicked. And it's to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. What is the sword of the Spirit? When does the Spirit go into work? When you use the Word of God. Hallelujah. When you harmonize with the Word of God. When that becomes your reality. And the, and the other verse, uh, this is another verse 18 is always uh, kind of sometimes it's left out, but this is also uh, the honor of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. How? In the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Well, glory to God. I just want to encourage every believer. Your goal and my goal should be to harmonize with the Word of God. Is to begin to make that our reality. Pick up your Bible. Spend some time. If you uh, would give as much thought to the Word of God as you do to your daily meals, just imagine where, where you know how you begin to see. As the Spirit comes to reveal these truths to your heart, if you will study your Word, if you'll you know, listen to your, your ministers and, and as you, you know, uh, as you would pray and, and as you begin, because God wants you to begin to see him. Just think about this. He calls, he calls himself our father. He calls, uh, he calls us his children. And some of you have children. All right. And so, yeah, I know sometimes that uh, your children can get out of hand. And so you chastise them. All right. But if you had the power that God has, would you put sickness on your children to teach them a lesson? Think about that. How much greater is that God, our Father? All right? You want your children to prosper? You want your children to be in health? You want your children to always have victory? You want them to be protected? You want them to be strengthened. You want them to be led in paths of righteousness. You want them to always have, you want the very best for your children. You will go to almost any extreme to make sure your children get. How much more would your father, the almighty God, who has everything, want you to be blessed as his children with everything? You wouldn't put curses on your children. You only blessings. How much greater is that God who loves us and gave himself for us? Glory to God. Those are the things that you and I should be excited about. We should rejoice. We should look going forward. We should want to make God. We want to harmonize with his word. We want to be daily repenting because we're daily in his word. He's constantly showing us where we need to change our thinking so that he could do the doing in us. Yeah. Glory God. Yeah. Because you can't do it in your own strength. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a blessed Sunday.
I hope you have a blessed week. I hope this, this message has been a blessing to you. I hope you'll begin to rejoice because these things have become your reality. I'll tell you, when they become your reality, your praise will change. The way you see yourself will change. Your praise will change. The way you see others will change. You'll be a more positive person. Why? Because you're now seen with kingdom eyes. Our goal is to constantly to grow and to come into harmony with God's word. Well, I hope y'all, uh, I would uh, I just, uh, I, like I said, I hope you have a blessed week and you have the victory in Jesus Christ. Amen.